0: what's up lady ballers welcome back we're soccer props and it's game time guess what i have pumpkin coffee
1: let's go but it's summer hey <laughs> hi taylor
2: hi how are you so good how are you guys
0: we're good what's going on where are you now are you in colorado
2: uh i'm actually in portland i moved here for work like uh eight months ago
1: i'm curious how are you like
2: in portland oh that's amazing it's like
1: is it, is it, uh, isn't it like trendy and hipstery? Like when we were there for work a couple of times, the restaurants were really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: It's it's like super up and coming where I am and there's so much to do. You can like go out to the to eat or you can go to like a brewery or the bars, or you can snowboard or go to the beach. So it's like pretty ideal.
0: You know a lot of the games there?
2: Uh, I just went to my first Thorns game like a couple of weeks ago. So it was pretty it was pretty like on lockdown with COVID and stuff but they just opened up the stadium and it's so great because it's soccer specific. So like it's full yeah. and you can. It's of it's folks like rocking. So, uh,
1: yeah. so we've known you for quite some time and obviously we, we know a bunch, but can you just talk a little bit about like how, where you played soccer and how you got into the nonprofit and charity world um, because you're so passionate about help, helping others. So we would love for you to talk a little bit about that.
2: For sure, yeah. Well, first off, thanks so much for having me. Uh, I know I've known you guys for a little bit, and it's been the best. Uh, I played I played soccer my whole life. I played four years at Rhode Island <laughs> in college, and that was great. Even went to Fairfield one time. I think we lost overtime. It was raining. <laughs> <People> forget. <laughs> <laughs> you never know, forget, you know. Um, so I played four years at Rhode Island, and then I went out and I played a year um, in Colorado. Which was great. Uh, I, when I wasn't playing soccer, I either had a camera in my hand or I was really interested in business since I was really young. And when I was in high school, I started like a little side hustle selling like soccer pennies. And I liked making like the social media and the website and all that stuff. So I would like make films to promote the brand. And then end ended up getting like a little bit of traction. And we were like shipping things like all over the country. And I was like, this is super cool and really fun, but it wasn't like fulfilling in the way that I wanted it to be. So when I had gotten to college at Rhode Island, as you guys know, as college athletes, like you get gear and all these cleats and it was amazing, but like, I didn't need four pairs of cleats personally. I'm superstitious anyway. So like one pair is good for me. And uh, so I was like, it'd be really cool to, you know, take kind of the business things that I had learned when I was in high school and then soccer, which is the thing that I'm most passionate about film, which I also love. And then maybe doing something cool with these cleats. So I think it was my sophomore year and it was around like this this spring break time. And I was like, I'm going to try and go overseas and see if I can get these cleats to like some kids who, you know, don't have them. I didn't really know the landscape of like the nonprofit world or the, you know, anything that involved third world country or anything like that. And so got connected with a friend through my mom, through Facebook and was like, hey, I've been, you know, thinking about making a trip. And it turned out that they were actually going to open up a new soccer field on the next trip that they were going on. So it was like kind of fate. So I started collecting cleats from all the teams that we would play, which is really fun because, you know, obviously we're rivals all the time, but at the end of the game, they'd bring cleats over to our bench, which was super cool. Even Providence College, shout out to you guys, our biggest rivals. And uh, so it was really cool. So I I collected the cleats and then uh, I booked a trip to go over to Ethiopia to get the kids over there some cleats. And my older brother, Jordan, ended up coming with me. Super eye-opening. I learned a ton. Come back to school, and we're like, all right, let's do it again. But this time, let's do it with new cleats. So, we started like selling apparel, raised a bunch of money, bought like, I don't know, I think it was like almost 200 pairs of cleats. And then Jordan and I booked a second trip to this place called Tumaini in Kenya, which is where literally everything changed for me and him and like the courses of our lives and stuff like that. So, we go over to Tumaini and we have all these new cleats, and we get there and we spend a week teaching the kids like English and uh, like art. And then we did like a gym class at the end of every day. And we were trying to do a bunch of different things, but all they wanted to do was play soccer. And these kids were so intelligent and they were so fun. On the very last day, one of the last days before we left, we had a huge tournament and like seven trade schools bust in, like the whole nine FIFA style announcers. We had speakers set up. I was like reffing a game. It was actually the first game I ever refed. So thank God it was like over there in Kenya.
0: How many yellow cards did you give? How many? Records?
2: Oh, everybody got booked. <laughs> Um, So it was super fun. And then when things had changed for us was on one of the last days of the trip, Rose, who had founded Tumaini in the orphanage there, because Tumaini is like a 200 kid orphanage. And then like a school is also on the compound as well. So it's like one place where all these kids can go. And kids also will walk from the community to the Tumani school. So you don't have to live there or be the orphans to go there. It's kind of open to the community. So Rose was telling us that the Kenyan government had like, their, some of their officials had stopped by. And because the Kenyan educational standards are increasing, the school that they had currently, was like not up to the new standards or any of the standards that like, they would have like what they've called baby class, which is kindergarten in this like mud hut. And they would like smear like cow dung on the wall to like avoid the dust, like coming inside. And then that building was also doubling as a church, which is, was also uh, not up to regulation. So she's like, you know, we need to get this whole new school built or else they're going to close down Timani. So that meant school would be closed for the kids that were orphaned there. And then a lot of the kids in the community. And um, it goes really deep in like what a school means. Like a lot of the younger girls, if they're not getting an education, then, like, the courses of their lives like aren't necessarily super positive. And so, we had kind of learned all this through our trips over to you know, Africa. So, having fallen in love with all the kids at Timine and Rose, who's the most amazing woman, we were like, let's try and build this school, Jordan and I. So, we come home and we spent like six months being like, okay, like, what can we sell that like, has a proven market where we can take 100% of the profits from what we're selling and use it to put towards this build? So like, we're simultaneously filling, filling, figuring this out while we're figuring out how the school is going to get built. And Rose had a construction company that they had worked with, and they did all these blueprints, gave us like a quote, and they're like, "Okay, we can build a new school for one hundred twenty nine thousand dollars. Can you guys help us get it done?" And we were like, "Yeah, we can. We're going to try." So we founded Crossbar, which is how we got here now. So basically, what we do is we supply uh, professional grade soccer goals, and we use one hundred percent of those profits towards the Tumaini build. And then we also have a tax exempt arm so we can accept donations as well, which has been huge for us. So we do both at the same time. And, uh, you know, with a project like this, you'd hope, okay, let's like finish the build. Let's like raise the money first, make the revenue first and then build the school. But because the Kenyan government was so like time sensitive, we started building as we started the company. So since we started two, three years ago, there's been like every single event ever has unfolded and it's been like an amazing journey and challenge, but that's kind of like how we got here. And we are currently 57% done with the school and the kids are actually on the, in the left side of it learning already, which we haven't even really shared with anyone, but so yeah, we'll get there eventually.
3: Have you, did you guys have a moment when you looked at each other in the beginning and you're like, are we crazy? Like, can we really pull this off?
2: Oh yeah. I mean the 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 roller coaster of emotions throughout this whole thing is like has just been insane. You know, you feel very inspired about a project and then like the reality of it sets in and then you you make progress and you accomplish something and it's the best. And then like, you know, it's it's the project is is massive. I like can't even overstate it. And it's just like Jordan and I also, you know, work full time and stuff. So it's been It's been crazy. And we've definitely had some of those moments, but overall, like it's been so far beyond worth it. And everyone that's supported us, like you guys and all of our amazing supporters with donations and and getting goals at their facilities has made it like, has made it like, has made those like, are we crazy moments kind of like fun, you know?
3: No, there had to be a ton of learning as you go. I mean, I can only even imagine starting to get professional grade goals, the amount of just patents and things that have to go through for these goals just to even exist to sell to even make any profit like what what was that like learning about something that you had literally zero prior experience with
2: uh it was super interesting to me zero prior experience is a really good way to put it it's like this industry is super like it's really like leans towards one demographic of like a lot of like middle-aged men that just like have spent so much time obviously in the space and like here comes me and Jordan like walking in like let's do it you know and so you know we 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 tried a lot of different avenues of like building our own goal or like um using different products but we kind of landed on this this um idea of something called white labeling so basically we have a manufacturing facility out in New York and they uh they manufacture and act as our shipping facility and then our goals go out from there so we're like kind of essentially drop shipping soccer goals. We have one in person and we've seen some of the facilities that they've went to. But how that happened was there was just uh, a supporter of roadie soccer that had kind of been following along. And uh, I was like, do you have any contacts like in the manufacturing soccer world? And I remember I took I took a phone call with the president of that manufacturing company. Like, you know, in college, you have like mandatory study hall hours near you're a freshman. I like left study hall and I was in the hallway and I like took this call and we like landed a deal with the, with this, um, with the president of this manufacturing facility because they liked the story and they liked what we were doing. So it couldn't have worked out better for us. It was a lot of learning, but people have been really amazing with like guidance and such. And so, um, super ideal because we don't have any product on hand. Jordan and I, we travel a lot. So that's really nice. Um, But we still have everything that we need to get stuff shipped out pretty quickly. So it's been awesome.
3: I was going to say any coaches coaches or teammates or anyone that's listening that your school needs new goals or anything like that, literally 100% of the profits are going not in someone's pocket they're going to building a school so that's just I wish that I knew someone who needed goals <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah it was like you know the reason that we landed on soccer goals when we were trying to figure out how we're going to build the school is like you know I think we've always said forever there's been at least two goals on every field you know sometimes when you're training you got like eight goals on one field it's like why not just give them a really great really really great purpose so that's been fun
0: yeah so, it. and it's, it's nice to see how soccer can like bring people together, even people who like through Rhode Island saw you and saw the story and like wanted to help. It's so amazing. We've seen that firsthand as well. Um, do you have any tips for other soccer players who are interested in becoming entrepreneurs or working with nonprofits?
2: Yeah, I think, uh, business is really fascinating and the idea of being an entrepreneur, it can be actually really fun. I think the biggest tip that I always give is like, You can learn literally anything from like YouTube these days, which is, I guess, crazy or reading. And I think a lot of people think like, oh, like I have no idea what I'm doing. But the truth is that everyone starts at zero. And if you just keep like learning as much as you can, then eventually you kind of look back and you're like, oh, I have all this knowledge about, you know, how to run a business. And the honest truth is like everyone makes it up as they go. Like, don't let anyone fool you. And you're going to make mistakes along the way. But like, if you just start and you kind of keep going, eventually, you know, you'll make progress in the entrepreneurial space. So that's probably definitely my biggest tip. And that's, that mindset helped me the most to get here.
1: We love that because we've always said since day one, I mean, we, we, we were communications, a TV media major and a biology major. Like we didn't know how to run a business. And we've always said like, fake it until you make it. Don't be afraid to like, utilize your alumni network and just ask people questions like mm-hmm. I feel like just putting yourself in it just in uncomfortable positions and through experience you just learn so much as you go we're every single day we're learning more and more about business and yeah. we've been for 10 years yeah so, love that piece of advice that's amazing
2: that's such a good example too because I think I remember you guys start on Twitter was it and then the and mm-hmm. the YouTube video came out can you remind me what it was called?
0: Should soccer! say. Actually, oh Darry, yeah, you know, I, I grew up with Dari. Me and oh yes, yeah, ever, of course, ever. So like, I remember she tagged you or sent me a picture that you took of like a really cool goal, and like that's how I think we like started. We started following you on Instagram. We're like, wow, her pictures are like sick, and everything you were posting. So it's just such a small world.
2: Yeah, it's so funny. But yeah, you couldn't kind of have said it better, especially with kind of how soccer girl probs came about, like you guys blew up so fast. And then you're like, you know, some people could have kind of just like, let that be, but you guys like turned into a business and a platform for players to like learn and grow. And I think that's like a nod to like, you know, if we could figure it out, anyone could figure it out.
0: <laughs> Definitely. So true. Yeah. We always say like, we think that being players and like being on a team has helped us so much in the business world because we know our strengths and weaknesses with ourselves and one another and like how to work together. So I'm sure you and your brother like see that too. Like you take pieces of being soccer players and like putting it into that.
2: Yeah, for sure. It's definitely, it's like shaped me as a person tenfold. And that's also why, you know, a place like Tumaini is so important like after the kids there will go to school they'll have soccer games and Rose, the founder always says like, they love soccer so much. And, you know, just like it did for us, like when you're on the field, it shapes you as a person and teaches you life lessons. And then you do better in school because you want to keep playing. And I think like kind of all works together and it's fun because like a lot of things and culturally are different everywhere you go, but it seems like that's like pretty standard everywhere, you know? So it's cool to be able to allow them to continue growing as people through soccer and through school
3: so can you tell us about your recent uh, video that you dropped Dear rose and what that uh, partnership is about yes
2: so uh well if there ever were a time of like your career and your biggest passion and like your purpose for like existing to come together this would probably be that time for me We um, <laughs> we put out a uh a video a short film called dear rose and it was a i've made a lot of stuff in my life but this was like the first like real real short film um and it's the film is like an open letter to rose to let her know like how much the project means to us we started building i think almost two years ago now and like you know even just the past year alone is is like really encompasses like how crazy it's been like nobody saw that curveball coming and you know it affected us and a lot of things along the way affected us but we wanted her to know like you know we're gonna we started the project we're gonna finish the project and we'll figure out how and so the video is explaining kind of how we how we figured out how to do it so like i think it was like eight months ago i had this idea and i was like what if we tried to send an iphone over to to and we had these kids make you know however many short films, and then they'll send everything back to us and I'll edit it up because that's my career and what I'm really passionate about. And then we'll share it with our people here because with the travel bans and such in life, it's been really hard to get back over there. And like, you want to complete a project a lot of time, like those projects, like live and die within the story that it is. And like, we have to be able to continue to tell the story. So I was like, okay, it'd be kind of really dope if we send an iPhone over. I'm like, okay, like, let's go on LinkedIn see what we could do here. So I ended up connecting with this, this gentleman, Barry Sevet, and he is the, was the educational executive at Apple. And he's done so much work, like getting education to kids and allowing them the tools that they need, whether it be iPads, you know, et cetera, to continue on learning. So I reached out to him on LinkedIn and I was like, hey, like, this is insane. I'm going to sound crazy. I know you don't know me, but like, this is this project my brother and I have been working on the past year has been a real challenge for us. We have this idea. We want to send an iPhone over to Tumaini, where we're building a school. What do you think? And he answered me. And I didn't think he was going to answer, honestly, because like, why would he answer me? And so he answers me. And, and one of the first things he said was like, do you remember the very first one of the very first successful Apple ads? And I was like, oh, yeah, like the one where they're like dancing, like on the white screen. He's like, yes, but not that one. <laughs> and uh, he was like, I think the tagline of it was like, it's the it's the crazy people who do. And because I had started with like, this is going to sound crazy. He was like, this sounds like pretty similar. I'm open to hearing what you have to say. So I made him like this, like 10 page deck. And it was like, it's called the Tumani files. We'll send over an iPhone. I wrote 10 films that range from like learning about six specific kids who had day in the life at Tumani to an update on the build, um, et cetera. I was like, all we really need to do is get this phone over there. Can you help us? And he's like, yeah, we'll send him phone. I was like, cool. So then he was amazing and I was like, okay, how can we take this even farther? And so we've been filming the BTS right now of, you know, me FaceTiming with Rose, DPing or directing, um, and this whole process just a back and forth with the iPhone. And the idea is to pitch it to Apple and allow them to let us do like a shot on iPhone spot on their YouTube. So that's like what we're pushing for with Barry right now. And he seems like pretty open to it. Thank you so much.
3: So smart. I would have not even think, thought about taking it and then spinning it to then be reutilized on their end as well.
2: Yeah, that's like, that's the goal. And it's like,
3: Damn.
2: It's, uh, it's like, it's really genuine. Like this, you know, like this little small thing, like can literally connect us with people across the world and like help us get a project done. And it's like, obviously speaking volumes about the capabilities of an iPhone and the project is just super fun. And like, so that's kind of the direction I'm going with it now. So we put out Dear Rose and we kind of explained that. And uh, we're really just getting started with the film and where the film is gonna go in terms of its avenues, whether it be continuing on in its marketing efforts or film festivals or things like that. But you know, there's actually a, a bigger play there that I can't even talk about yet. But yeah, pe- the people responded really well to the film and it was amazing that so many people even watched it. So people have been, have been awesome
3: and just the ability to feel so much more connected to the cause by getting to see these kids and like when you you put a picture of the build so far and how they're building the building from like left to right and so oh, like, yeah, bottom, yeah. like i immediately was like oh my god like this is a tangible literal thing oh because, yeah because yeah. of your efforts yeah when i first
2: saw the video it was like wow and it was super fun to share because, you know, you guys have been so amazing in, in donating to us. So couldn't have gotten this far without you guys. I'm It's
3: it. just so cool to see it actually a physical something standing because of what you started. And and it it literally looks like because it's built, being built left to right, it looks like, like a loading bar, like how Percent done it. <laughs> Mm -hmm. It really looks, it's amazing.
1: And I, and I think the behind the scenes is so important because like, think about the impact that it made on you when you were physically there seeing everything. I think a lot of the times it's hard for people to donate when they don't know what, where they're donating, donating to what it looks like, you know, all that. So I think this is going to be absolutely huge for you. And honestly, seriously, thank you for all that you do, because I just feel like you're so selfless and you just want to help people. And like, this should be, I don't know. I just, everything happens for a reason. Like you're a good person and you are reaching out for help and people are like also good people that want to help too. So don't be afraid to reach out for help. Like it's just such a great point, you know, in business and just if as a soccer player, like no matter what, you know?
2: Yeah, no, I appreciate the kind words. I think this, this project kind of fell into our laps and I, you know, firmly believe that most people would have maybe handled it this way and tried to help. So most people are good people and it's just a fun thing. So,
3: yeah. I also think what you have done is a great example of like leaving soccer, but still staying connected to soccer. You know, like when the athlete part of you, you feel a little bit lost when the actual playing ends, but I think your awareness of your own passions and what you find interesting and what you enjoy doing has literally let you stay connected, like very connected to soccer.
2: Yeah, it has.
3: For people who are feeling like uh, lost without the game.
2: Yeah, I think a lot of people tie their identity to to the game. And I was lucky where I could con- kind of continue on with it. But I think that the point I was talking about earlier about just taking the time to kind of Learn as much as you can and find out what interests you can really help you like have an identity after you you know graduate or hang up the boots or or whatnot. So yeah, that's been a huge huge plus, plus. Um, and it makes it easy every day to like wake up and know that you know I get to just be more involved with soccer. So
1: yeah, that's amazing. So where can our followers or fans find you and find Crossbar and make a donation donation or invest in a soccer goal?
2: Yeah. So we have a website. It's um, www.crossbar.life, L-I-F-E. And uh, everything is hosted there. It's like donate button. You can read about our goals. You can read the stories. And then there's actually a new page we just released called the Two Mining Tracker. And basically it's like shows what we've raised, how much more we need to raise or you know, generate in, in profit. And then um, that's where the iPhone films will actually be hosted beyond our social media platforms. And then we do have social media Uh, it's crossbar official on Instagram. So, um, we're back on the content game and the posting game since the short film is done now. And we're going to be sharing a bunch in terms of those types of things. So people wanted to reach out, they could do it there. But I think at the end of the day, like just sharing the story is, has always been the most beneficial. You never know who's going to see it. And, um, yeah, that's always like people are like, Oh, I wish I could do more than just share. But they don't really realize how impactful that is. So it's everything that is done is appreciated. Yeah, we've got some fun stuff, a lot of fun stuff coming up, and then we're actually also this is this will be the first time I'm saying this now, but we're actually the field at Tumayani. We're going to get a sign and fix fix up the field a little bit, and it's actually going to be called uh, Nash Field. Steve Nash and I have built a relationship over the past couple of years just for some photos stuff that I had done with him, and he has an organization called the Steve Nash Foundation that you know, helps kids as well. And so we were just talking yesterday and we were like, we want the kids to know that, you know, they can be supported by people that they literally never thought possible, like Steve Nash, like NBA, MVP and whatnot. So I think like in the coming months, a lot of exciting things are going to happen. So, you know, I appreciate you guys offering to help as much as you can, because I think like the end, this build is like the finish line is insight and like, it's going to be the best day probably of our lives. And like to have you guys involved would be, Still involved would be the coolest thing ever.
3: I was going to say, I just, I literally, I know it's going to happen.
2: Like
3: for a second throughout it, doubted like, oh, I don't know if they'll ever be able to do this. Like, I just know it's just a matter of literally when it'll be done. You are so on your way and it's so exciting just to be able to, you know, amplify what you're doing to to the people that follow us. So people are going to watch it and feel so connected to it.
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely keep that in mind. Thank you guys for offering. It's amazing.
0: We're excited for, for everything to come. Congrats. It's so exciting.
2: Yeah, me too. Thank you guys so much for the help and for taking the time. And I'm looking forward to whatever is next.
0: Awesome. All right. Yeah. Bye, Taylor. Thanks. Bye. Talk to you guys later.
1: All righty, listen up. If you didn't know that we have swag, where have you been living under a rock? You can get 25% off our t-shirts, long sleeves, sweatpants, keeper gloves, the whole list goes on if you use code PODCAST25 at checkout on SoccerGirlProbs.com today. That's S-O-C-C-E-R-G-R-L-P-R-O-B-S.com. And use the code PODCAST25, I repeat, PODCAST25 at checkout.